Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. I keep telling you, Mark isn't here. Welcome back to Tech Radio. This is Marsha Collier, at Marsha Collier on Twitter. Find my, please find my fan page on Facebook. Um, it's technically an author page, but they used to call them fan page, so I kind of got stuck, stuck with that. Um, I'm here today with Barb Dibwad, the head genius at Tekka.com. She's so techy, she's so smart, and I'm so lucky to have her. And she's she's kind of more fun than Mark, I'm just saying. <laughs> Barb, you really are. So, Barb, you know that I write books, right? I do indeed. Okay, I've been writing books about e-commerce and small business. I think I wrote my first book in 97. And I update my books every year. And one of my passions, unfortunately, I don't blog post everything. What I do is I do serious, serious research on how new technologies help small business work, how small business should go the right way, stay on the legal side, don't get in trouble with Uncle Sam, um, what you can do to succeed in today's market, because really there's no magic pixie dust. And, and Barb, guess what? None of those magical seminars that promise to make you a millionaire in a week, they don't work. Did Wait, you know I'm that? shocked. I know, totally. <laughs> so anyway, what I wanted to let everybody know is I've partnered with Dymo Indicia. You've heard their commercials. Dymo Indicia are the inventors of Internet software. So every time you print postage from the internet you're using something that my buddy harry whitehouse a really smart guy invented and i met him in the way way back in the days way before i ever heard of the internet and they started indicia which licenses the technology for the postal service and all the other companies that use online postage and they were bought by dymo you know the label people ah yeah totally (laughs) Yeah, so isn't it nice when somebody smart and somebody kind hits the big time? And and I suspect Harry is doing really well right now. So they've just started a new website, thinkingforward.tumblr.com. And if you go to go to that website or go to my blog, there's a link from there as well. Um, they are sponsoring a one-hour consultation with me. So what we can do is we can do it via Skype. We can do it via phone, phone, however you want to do it. But just go to mcollier.blogspot.com or thinkingforward.tumblr.com and enter. And hopefully you'll win. It'll be great. And the website, Thinking Forward, is going to go ahead. And we're going to be talking about things over the next year, things to help you build your small business, how to add technology, how to add social media. Um, the things that business falls down on, we're going to give you the information to help you do it right. So please join me at thinkingforward.tumblr.com and enter the contest because I'm really excited. I can't wait to talk to somebody (laughs) (laughs) and really help them out because, you know, there's a lot more to business than just saying I'm the CEO, right? Exactly. How many CEOs do you know, right? Uh, well, quite a few. <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, up. you know, yeah, and, and the weird thing is, one has to remember that if you're a CEO, mm, there needs to be kind of a board of directors. There, there's a little more 
to being a CEO than just saying I'm one. So I'd love to help everybody. So please do that. Uh, let me think. What do we got? Oh, Barb, I was on Tekka. Uh, yes. Just what was it yesterday? Very and good. I, w- I, I was reading. <laughs> Great site. Great site. Um, <laughs> you know what my problem is, and I have to tell you, I read in an RSS reader, and mm-hmm. I haven't found an RSS reader on your page. So you know, uh, we do have RSS feeds. We have oodles of them, actually. Uh, I'm not sure that we actually have a button. But if you if you're in Chrome, this shows up natively. There's a little RSS button in the actual URL bar. Mm. In Firefox, I'm not sure if there's that same behavior. But we do have RSS. All right, I'm going to have to visit the site because I, you know, I love seeing all my stuff in a reader every day. So anyway, so you were saying we'll add launch an iPad Mini, which is kind of interesting. Because my favorite tablet to date, honestly, was the original Galaxy 7-inch tablet. Oh, yeah. I loved, like loved the size. The 7.0. And now, well, they Samsung has gone totally crazy with the sizes because they have the 7.0, the 7.7, the 10.0, and the 8.9. They, <laughs> they have all the bases covered. Um, so I think... There's been kind of a lot of experimentation to try to figure out, well, what's the ideal size and is there more than one ideal size? And right now it seems like the industry is kind of settling on two primarily dominant sizes, the 10-inch tablet like the iPad or the Galaxy Tab 10.1 or the 7-inch tab like the original Galaxy Tab, the Kindle Fire, And now the rumor is that Apple is going to follow suit and have an iPad mini. Although the screen size is actually rumored to be 7.85 inches, which would be a little bit larger and kind of very similar to the Galaxy Tab 7.7. Okay. And what do you think, what do you think about these different sizes? I have two of the 10 inch tablets. I have the iPad. The, the newest iPad and the Samsung Galaxy Tab 10.1. I really like that size for reading. I also like that size for taking notes because the keyboard is a bit bigger and there's, you know, you can see things on the screen while you're typing. But uh, we also have the Kindle Fire for some of our Tekka video. So I've used that a lot, and I like the extra portability of something that size, and I tend to use it more for consuming content than creating content. So I think there is definitely a huge market of people out there who, who they're probably never going to author a document on their tablet. Maybe they'll do some light email, but primarily they're looking to browse the web, watch some movies, maybe watch something on Netflix, and for those people, I think the 7-inch size makes a lot of sense and it's a lot cheaper i mean you can get these tablets for 200 bucks versus 500 bucks so that's a huge difference yeah but don't you think and and i hate to jump back to the surface but i think if my 10 inch tablets of which i have i mean i still have an hp touchpad because i love web web os um the fact that we have a keyboard that magnetically attaches and you can actually do something and if Surface ties into SkyDrive, you know, you could be sitting on the sofa done with a TV show and whip out your tablet and decide to do a little work. 
you know, I think the addition of that keyboard and the access to SkyDrive and it using the actual Windows 8 uh, programs uh, might turn around the uses for a tablet. What do you think? I think that is definitely a, a reasonable assumption. You know, it's sort of like you don't really have to choose anymore. You can use each mode kind of very equally. You always have the keyboard there when you need it, when you quickly need to fire off some emails. But when you don't need it, it just folds up out of the way and you've got your your plenty of touchscreen to deal with. And we definitely know that SkyDrive is going to be a big part of it a big part of Windows Phone 8 and Windows 8 as well. You know, going back full circle to our earlier conversation, everybody is definitely going into the cloud, and that makes for a seamless experience between when you're on that uh, Surface tablet and then when you go back to your desktop if you use Windows, and then again when you go to your phone if you use Windows Phone 8. So we're really seeing these three different ecosystems emerging where there's a lot of focus on making a seamless experience between these three screens, your computer, your tablet, and your phone. And I think that's great news for anyone who is solidly in one of those ecosystems. It just gets a little bit dicey when you need to mix it up. Right, exactly. It's what we were saying about the browsers syncing with Chrome and Firefox, that, you know, you can pick it up in a new place and it's doing the same thing, right? Exactly, and, and very much so literally with Chrome. They did a, a demo at I.O. where uh, the, the guy was surfing the web on the PC and he had to leave the house and he fires up his Android phone and he literally down to the back button. Like he opens up a, a web page and uses the back button and it takes him back to the page that he was on before on the desktop. That kind of experience... I think people are really hungry for, and, you know, internally now these ecosystems are getting a lot closer to that. It's just going to be uh, an interesting proposition for folks who don't have three devices on that same platform. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how uh, off the chart I am. I just realized I am using Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. You know, the other one updated and popped up and crashed my system. And then when I came back in, my default browser, duh, is Chrome. There you so go. there you go. Well, now yeah. you'll have to learn to love it. <laughs> it it's kind of slick. I'm looking at this new version. I don't know where to click to see which version I'm in of Chrome. You got that tip for me? Uh, are you on Windows or Mac? <sighs> Windows. Okay, maybe help. No, help ain't doing it. Probably uh, under the Chrome. About. How about menu. about? Yep. I'm about. on 19.0.1084.56M. Yeah, doesn't that sound crazy? Like, that's the yeah. version numbers we're at these days. <laughs> you know, like, how about 1A, 1B? You know, <laughs> to make it just make it simple so we know what we're doing, right? Right. Well, stupid. Isn't it rule? Yeah, I know. What, with the M at the end, too. It's kind of confusing. Um, uh, so uh, any other ideas uh, and thoughts about the mini iPad? Uh, I think it would be a smart time for them to launch a device like this, especially now that the Nexus 7 is out and it's really good. And uh, Amazon's about to launch some new Kindle Fires. So they want to compete in the 7-inch world. they got to do it. Okay, and when we go back, we're going to talk a little about uh, trademark infringement and lawsuits. This is Marsha Collier along with Barb Dibwad, and we're on WS Radio. 
the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, WS Radio and our friends at MentorMate have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry, and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone store, BlackBerry, or Android market. There are all free downloads so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. These new apps work on most iPhones and for the newer BlackBerry and Androids. After you check them out and see how well they work, pay a little visit to our preferred app developer, MentorMate. They have been programming mobile applications for over 10 years now and are one of the few companies that handle all three major smartphones. The world is going mobile, and that is where your company should be. To learn more about MentorMate and our new WS Radio 2.0 phone apps, log on to wsradio.com forward slash mobile. That is wsradio.com forward slash mobile. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, welcome back. Join us on Computer and Technology Radio. I'm at Marsha Collier on Twitter, Hashmark Tech Radio. Uh, join us every week. We're live on Saturday on WS Radio. Get the app for your phone or catch us on the archives on iTunes. Today we've got Barb Dibwad from Tekka. Oh, my God, do I have to introduce you one more time? She's really <laughs> smart. And we were talking about tablets. And during the break, oh, before we get to wait, I wanted to tell you, I realized I'm using Chrome. 
and it updated automatically all by itself. Just didn't tell me, which is probably why my computer crashed, as I had two things downloading at the same time and reinstalling. Um, but I see there's a whole bunch of different versions of Chrome at the moment, even one called Canary, which I'm not really sure what that is. But Wade mentioned to me, our producer, during the break, that he had a couple of tablet questions. Wade, do you want to join in here? Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Anytime I'm in the presence of smart people, I like to pick <laughs> brains. And I can't say that necessarily my thoughts are well formulated. You know, these are kind of just things that popped into my head. But being both of you are immersed in actually using and experiencing all of this stuff, um, where I'm coming from is... I don't want to be encumbered by technology. I want to use it, but I don't want it to be in my way or really have to think about as much as possible. For instance, I like to put my smartphone in a holster on my belt. I'll use my earpiece to activate it, use voice commands as much as possible, and it's just kind of tucked out of the way. So one of my questions is, as you're looking at the current family of tablets you've got the 10 inch and the 7 inch we've got cell phones that i guess are more about say three to five inches in terms of convenience of usage without it encumbering you you know like the cell phone can fit in my pocket do the 7 or the 10 inch either uh, uh fit in our lives in any other way can i put the seven inch someplace that i couldn't put the 10 inch or is the seven inch really too small to be uh used you know readily you know where i really need the larger form factor of the 10 inch screen to you know do some typing and such in terms of the usability what's the right size um you know for convenience of carrying it around and interacting that's a really good question good question um I mean, you know, your your 10 inch is about the size of a a, a legal pad of paper. It's going to fit in any kind of backpack or briefcase that you have. It fits in a lot of different sleeves. Like I actually carry my Galaxy Tab around in a sleeve that I used to use for a netbook. Um, so it, it's easy to kind of fit in and out. But the 7 inch, there's actually a really good kind of anecdote I have for that, which is that I bought this shoulder bag in Amsterdam when I was on vacation earlier this year, and it's just big enough to hold a 7-inch tablet, but it won't hold a 10-inch tablet. And there are a lot of other sort of like smarter or smaller day packs that people have that the 7-inch will, will only fit in that. So there definitely is something to this idea of the 7-inch being slightly more convenient, you can kind of throw it in any different bag you have, even if you don't want to lug around your full backpack or briefcase, but it's a little too big still for your pocket. And even some of these larger phones, like the, the Galaxy S3 has a, a 4.85-inch screen, like, and the Galaxy Yeah, and that's Note interesting because I have the Galaxy S2, and just that little bit more was too much in size for me to be comfortable carrying around. Yeah, and I actually have the Nokia Lumia 800 and the 900, which are two of the new uh, Windows phone uh, phones. And the 800 is smaller. It's the one that I had first. It's more like the size of uh, the iPhone versus the 900, which is a 4G phone. It's, it's better, 
uh, it's faster than the 800, but it's also much bigger. And the, the phone doesn't fit in my hand as well. And I actually find that I use the 800 more because it fits me and my workflow better, even though technically the 900 is a better phone. You know, in different ways, better processor, faster connectivity, but I can't operate it nearly as easily with one hand. So I think there definitely is something to this idea that there isn't a one-size-fits-all, and that's kind of the problem that all these manufacturers are trying to solve. And it's going to depend on how big your hand is, what kind of bags you have, what, what your workflow is. And that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, over the past couple of years, I was telling people, simply accept everything's going on the Internet. And the cloud will be more secure. Everything's going to be there. And all we're going to be changing is the screen we're using to interact with the Internet, whether it's the big screen on our wall for the Netflix interactivity, the mid-size screen for productivity, or the small one on our cell phone. Um, everything's on the Internet. But... What it sounds like what we really need to do is condense as many of those screens as possible. We're always going to have the big one on the wall for that experience, right? But in terms of the smaller one, you know, as you guys both know, you've been in the computer biz for years. Fundamentally, it's processor, storage, uh, RAM, input and output, right? And processor and RAM, small form factors. Storage, we've got the cloud, so form factor isn't as much of a problem. So really, form factor limitations are input and output, keyboard and screen. Yeah, to me, like I said, I'm all about the fact that Surface, uh, the Surface tablet has two USB ports. I'm a big fan, you know, I like, um, I'm a fan of my flash drives. I know things go back and forth, and yes, uh, Eventually, all our stuff is going to sync together, but that doesn't happen right now, and maybe we don't want everything to sync together. So I like the flexibility of the ports. But but what I'm curious more about, and and you're absolutely right about you know that as an aspect of you know data, but the keyboard and the screen are the two kind of size limiting or size constrained form factors, and I'm wondering about foldability and. Are you seeing any technology out there that would allow me to have, say, a four and a half inch screen or whatever on my cell phone that at this moment I could kind of fold out and unfold to a larger form factor for that moment in time? And likewise with the keyboard, something where it comes, you know, say folded into four pieces where it fits within the confines of my, say, cell phone. But I break that out maybe via a cable, unfold those four partitions, I've got a full-size keyboard. Are you seeing anybody moving in either of those directions to get us down? Because really, my cell phone, CPU, RAM, and connectivity to mass storage is all I need. And if I could plug that in to a full-size keyboard and monitor on my desk, bim, bam, boom, that problem solved. But can I fold it and take it with me? So I well, know that's actually, kind of a rambling Wade- question. There was a, and Barb, you remember this, the Sony Tablet P? Do you yes. remember that? Uh, actually, we're talking like it's old history. <laughs> it's, it's still with us. <laughs> it's still with us, and uh, wait, if you Google Sony Tablet P, you're going to see a tablet that does fold up. <laughs> okay. And, and you might found that, uh, find that uh, useful. Barb, what else do you think he should do? There actually is 
uh, foldable screen technology, <coughs> excuse me, that is working today. And in fact, two years ago at CES, I saw a demo of a foldable e-ink screen. And there's a company called Pixelchi um, that, that was making these, and they're making uh, some kind of enterprise-level e-reader devices. And I asked them why, when they had this foldable screen technology that was developed and that worked, why the actual product they were making still had an e-ink screen. The product itself was not able to be folded. And what they told me was that they did a gabillion focus groups, and people told them that they didn't want a foldable screen because they felt like they would ruin it immediately. And there wasn't, at the time, enough consumer confidence to support this idea that that was the direction that we want to go. But there are, there are other prototypes, too, like Samsung has a, a prototype of a foldable screen, too. And I think you're right. That's really kind of the holy grail. That, that's kind of the next step of where we might go. Like, why would you need to buy a smartphone and a tablet when you can just fold out your smartphone and, and have the same thing? And then, you know, you add the cover, which is the keyboard, and then you have the desktop. And we've seen products, too, like the Motorola Atrix, which was a phone that sold with a docking station where you could literally convert it into a laptop immediately. But it was pretty expensive. It didn't sell very well. So that, you know, that, that didn't quite take off the way everyone expected. But that's what? definitely the way that we're going. Right now the strategy seems to be to have these three separate devices and figure out through software and through the cloud, how to integrate them. Uh-huh. But I think the next step, you're right, is going to be to literally integrate the hardware so that you have this one piece that can kind of fold out and function in a lot of different form factors in one device. I can't wait. It's, I want one now. Yeah, it seems like yeah. there will always be convergence. So thank you for letting me ask the question. Absolutely. <laughs> And, you know, and those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, if you have a question, just call us. Wade, what's the call-in number? Because I don't remember the call-in number. I know it changed. We are 866-WS-RADIO, 866-WS-RADIO, which works out 866-977-2346, extension 1. This is Marsha Collier, and I'm here with Barb Dibwad and Wade on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. 
You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit E-N-D-I-C-I-A dot com slash cool eBay tools. Attention online sellers. Introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Are you an adventurous wine drinker? Would you enjoy trying a bold red with dark fruit and a spicy finish from Hungary? Or an amphora-style Chivi Pinot with layers of complex flavors? Carpathian Wines hand-selects extraordinary wines from premier Central European wineries. At CarpathianWines.com, you'll find amazing dry whites, big juicy reds, even the famous Tokaya Azu. Discover award-winning limited production wines from the heart of Central Europe. Find them only at CarpathianWines.com. 